Thank you very much, Vaughn, for bringing us headlines. Lagos, let's talk about the EU's report. Now, of course, I know that uh, we've talked about this report um, with CSOs. We've talked about this report with the APC. Now let's talk about this report with you. We've heard from CSOs. We've heard from the APC. Let's hear from you now. The European Union's Election Observer Missions Report about the elections on February 25th and uh, March 18th. And uh, I'm asking you, how accurate is their report on the general elections as far as you are concerned? According to this report, a quarter of polling units did not have a result on IREV at the moment INEC declared Bola Tinubu president-elect. And that's just one of the discrepancies the EU report is calling out. It's accusing INEC of allegedly breaking its own rules and undermining trust in the process. But the report goes deeper into many other things. And these are some of the things that we're going to be looking at for the rest of the hour, depending on how much the hour permits. We'll start with INEC because the report had a lot to say about INEC. Um, so let's start with preparations. The report had a lot to say about INEC's preparations. The report says that INEC received Twice as much money for the 2023 polls as it did for the 2019 polls. It also said that INEC received its budget on time. So President Buhari and the Ninth Assembly can heal themselves. They can pat themselves on the back for giving INEC enough money and giving them the money early enough. The question now is, did INEC use that money well? The report praises INEC for some things. For example, INEC increased the number of polling units from 119,974 to 176,846. That's a good thing. Because we're trying to bring down the number of voters per polling unit so that voting is quick. INEC guidelines calls for 500 voters at most per unit. But according to the report, almost 100,000 units had more than five, uh, 500 voters. Super sweet. If you want more units, you need more staff, you need more ballot boxes, you need more Bivas machines, and so on and so forth. So INEC is always playing this, um, uh, what do they call them now, balancing game of creating as many polling units as possible, but still keeping the costs down. Did INEC succeed, in your opinion? Do you remember your polling unit? How are things there? Was your polling unit one of those with more than 500 voters? How long were you waiting for accreditation on election day? How long did you have to wait to vote? Well, accreditation and voting were happening simultaneously. So um, how long did you wait for that particular process? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. We've got WhatsApp too. WhatsApp is O H O nine five nine seven five eight O five. How long? How were things at your polling unit? Did INEC succeed as far as you're concerned with balancing uh, the need for staff? Uh, versus, you know, ballot boxes versus beavers machines, you know, creating as many polling units as possible, but still keeping costs down. As far as this report is concerned, um, 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 you know, INEC did good there. 
except for a few places that had over 500 voters at at, at some polling units 100,000 to be specific which is why i'm asking you what happened at your own polling unit this report also looked at INEC's project management. They looked at how INEC handled voter registration, stakeholder registration, PVC distribution. We'll get to that in a bit, but let me take your thoughts. Just small. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm fine. My name is Kibisu from Ikoi. Welcome. Talk to me. Can I start from the other topic to INEC? Yes, please. Okay. Let me first of all go by uh, the Labour Party chairman. Okay. The uh, Labour Party supporters should be getting ready for the run. Mm. If the chairman is a judge, that's the first question. You know, sometimes elders, people that we look up to, mm. we just bring a statement to the media circle to put them in confusion. Because he may have maybe another intention of saying it followers who have another intention of spreading false rumor. If you're a judge, they are still in the court. The court will decide. You know, sometimes I feel some of these leaders, when they are not on the media space, they will just bring something to put in the media space to know that they are alive. They are around, you know, to tell their support that they are, they are, on, they are on board. No, now let me go to uh, legal state uh, about the, um, the cameras. Mm. Sandra, mm. What is our our digital sector in in, in Nigeria? Uh, cameras, ah, no, no, no. We can't get into that. We're 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 in this now, so we can't get into that. I, I allowed you to talk about LP because that's sort of connected. Ninety nine point three. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yeah, this is Manu. Talk to me, Manu. Uh, okay, can I make a comment concerning that uh, rural election? Sure. Uh, yes. Sure. Go Are ahead. Yes? yes. Yes. Go ahead, please. Okay, as for me, it's just a figment of imagination anyway. Because I don't think there's anywhere in the world where a president was being removed by a court process. And where we even have an institution working, talkless of this country. So for me, it's just a figment of imagination. And I'm quite sure that if I go to be run election again, I can tell you for my own that Nubu will win. Because I've been in the North for over for almost 40 years. So in the North, they give the 63% of their vote went for Tinubu. And when you go to the North, they don't really care about to be. It's only popular here in the South. So we shouldn't say because it's popular everywhere in the South, it's also the same thing in the North. It's contrary. And then the way they vote, the pattern of their vote in the North is quite different from this place. If you go to the North, you see the whole. You see everybody, outside, everybody will come out to vote. But in the South here, you see youth playing ball, sitting down on, on uh, social media, all this and that. So I will tell you, though I don't vote for him, I don't vote for Tinubu, sincerely speaking. But if they are going to be running again, Tinubu will win. Thank you. All right, Emmanuel, thank you very much for calling. Now, we're not talking about a rerun. We're not talking about, um, you know, LP's comments. That was a conversation from an earlier conversation, you know. That was from three to four. So we're not having that conversation right now. We're talking about the Observer Missions um, report. That's the conversation that we're actually having uh, on the show at the moment. Um, that's what I would prefer for you to talk about right now. Mm?
Okay. Now, um, before we started taking calls, I mentioned that we would look at the project management aspect of this report, uh, INEX project management um, of uh, the elections, right? So this report looked at how INEC handled voter registration, stakeholder registration, PVC distribution. And according to the report, INEC was inefficient during CVR and PVC collection. But this is not news to you. This is something you already know because you already experienced it. But um, I think it's interesting that external observers are noting that down in their own reports as well. Then um, this report also talks about the training of ad hoc staff. So people like core members, university staff that INEX bring in right before the election to help them run polling units and coalition centers. You need to train those people because they are not permanent INEX staff, right? But the report says that INEC did a bad job training them. This report claims that INEC did not have enough training manuals for the sessions and they didn't have enough BIVAS machines for the polling unit officers to practice on. Was this reflected in the way ad hoc staff did their duties on election day? 0700993993993 Then the report also talked about vote buying. It says that INEC failed to make a good plan to combat vote buying. Uh, basically, INEC on look to vote buying. That's what this report says. The report also says that this was part of a wider problem with campaign finance. We have strict laws about who can fund a campaign, how much they can contribute, how much a campaign can spend, what they can spend that money on. But according to this report from the EU, INEC did not make any attempt to enforce these laws or control campaign finance or campaign spending. And in the opinion of the EU, this allowed political parties to introduce a lot of corruption in the process. What do you think about that assessment? 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hi, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello, what's your name? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. I can hear you. God bless you, my sister. Bless you as well. Uh, you know, I just want to, you to know that INEX is not doing well. Do you know that uh, upon that uh, money they give to them, Kosofe, local government, Adiketu, you know that the, those those men who work for INEX, yes, many will never pay the money up to today. Really? They never pay them up to today. The people that work for them at an INEX, mm. INEX they mm. never pay some of you find out what I'm telling you. I reported to the uh, sheriff this matter. He said they should gather themselves together and report. Mm. There's some people that never paid the money up to today. Mm. In the Kosovo local government. K2. Okay. I am hearing you. Yes, I, 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 I also That's saw... That's show you the type of corrupt people we have in this country. Mm. Upon that big amount... People that suffer for them, work for them, mosquitoes bite them till the following day. Up to now, they never pay some of them. Do you know that? Have they reached out to INEC? What is INEC saying to them? They have given them all the things they're supposed to give it to them. Mm. They, they, they give them the connection, give them everything. 
the, um, the, the, the bank, they're, they're supposed to pay the... Hello? Hello? You know that? Okay. Hello? Yes, I'm hearing you, huh? You see, you see bank accounts and everything, they give it to them up to now. They never pay their money up to now. Find out what I'm... Because local government at K2... Okay, thank you very much for calling. So we have people who have allegedly not uh, been paid for the work that they do, did during um, elections. 99.3, hello. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Issa Mustafa, NSF from Alagbadu. All right, talk to me. Yes, with the little one you said about the European report, mm. I, I'm a victim of it. Since 2015, I'm unable to register. Okay. And we put the blame on inefficiency. And they are the principal contributor to this kind of problem of inefficiency. They are the uh, financial master of what? So as a result of the inefficiency, they will fix $10 billion for Nigeria without a proper fixed exchange rate. By this, the cost that we are spending from that $10 billion fixed capital economy to 3.3, how, how much are we going to spend on electioneering process? To, from 3.3 for the whole Nigeria, sector by sector, both the government, the private, and all the individual. How can we use 3.3? So they are pretending supervisors, they don't have money, they should be blamed themselves for that. We are human being here, you are, you are treated to us like a, a third class world that you use money to control our debt like a just like a tender. That means we are not, they are not reliable master. All right, thanks for calling. We've got a message here. Sandra, I agree with the report in relation to deficiency in training of ad hoc INEX staff and lack of sufficient manuals and materials. For example, there are three polling units in my area. Two of them were sharing the same manual. Like the NYC presiding officer from the next unit will come and borrow the manual from the presiding officer in my unit to check a few things about the use of beavers. Ooh, interesting, interesting stuff okay um patrick in says it's really myopic and, unre- and unreasonable myopic and unreasonable uh or oh, it's a really myopic and unreasonable opinion for anyone to conclude that ob isn't known up north and that people did not come out here to vote it's really pitiable and unfortunate just to prove the human nature of naturally being resistant to change sandra we must get there someday all right Patrick, thanks for your message. Uh, Mark from Lecky says, my polling unit is Osapa London 1. We had over 600 eligible voters. During presidential election, 371 voted LP, 21 for APC, and 2 for PDP. And over 200 were disenfranchised. Till now, I have the picture of the result in my phone. But if you visit IREV, you will see access denied. There should be heavy security for all, all polling units in Osapa because some elders use their thugs um, to cause chaos. All right, Mark from Lecky with that message. We've got this one here from Jeremiah Nikeja. Jeremiah says, 
Uh, Jeremiah, we're not talking about about, (laughs) we're not talking about the reruns now. We're talking about the report from the EU's election observer mission. That's what we're talking about at the moment. But uh, now, of course, if you would prefer to talk about um, LP's comments about um, their supporters getting ready for a rerun, who am I to stop you? Let's also have that conversation. It's all elections. Let's talk about all of that. We've got this one here. Um, (laughs) From um, uh, Chooks. Chooks says, EU Observer's report is a well-known fault and failure from INEC. By now, I don't expect INEC chairman um, to still be INEC chairman. He needs to tell Nigerians what happened to the billions of Naira given to the agency. Uh, all right, Chooks, thanks for your message. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call me back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name, sir? Ah, finally. Thank God, President Sandra. Mm, welcome. Thank you. This- Hello? Hello? Oh, what's going on? 99.3? Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Odu from Lagos. Welcome, Odu. Yeah, I think there is a rebuttal of this uh, story so that uh, one be sure uh, it's possible he did not make that uh, statement at all. In fact, uh, Sheriff uh, had talked about it before. I think before the newspaper review in the morning also, and uh, he discontinued with that story. So there may be need to clarify. Mm? No, he made that statement. You say? He mm. made that statement. Okay, that's all right. If he did, fine. But uh, whatever it is, he was also saying that he was trying to sensitize um, supporters of a Labour Party in case there is need. But then, uh, uh, um, Sandra, whatever mm. this story line, the EU reports, any person that contradicts it, let that person go and bring his own re- comprehensive report. Let us see it and criticize it and mm. then throw it into the dustbin. Thank you very much. <laughs> see it, criticize it, and throw it into the dustbin. Okay. Uh, 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, uh, President Sandra. Welcome. These village people don't come again. <laughs> uh, um, for me, you know, in my own polling unit, the INEC guy, another one was calling him because he didn't understand the Biva, how to operate that thing, right? Okay. So that guy was telling him what I want to do. He said, look, oh boy, what is going on? This guy, they attend the training. He said they did the halfway whatever for them in that side. Say, look, you don't need to do this. Let INEX sort that person out. And for the EU report, mm. they spend money, right? Mm-hmm. So they have say, you know, we always pretend as if we don't know what is happening. And it's too bad. Nigerian factor will always come to play. Somebody say, we'll prepare for um, a rerun. Another one was boasting. How do you think it is? Ma-? No. Are you sure of that? Like one of the callers said, the INEX man supposed to be somewhere now, not within that seat anymore. Uh, President Sandra, mm. it already do, like Malik would say. All right, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call me back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello, evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Well, I'm Chris. Chris, welcome. Talk to me. From through, I just want to share a little story um, concerning INEC. In 2019, I volunteered to be an ad hoc staff for INEC. Okay. And we were trained, given manuals, told how to 
pop load the results to the back server, only for INEC to get to the tribunal and said a back server never existed. And when I opened the manual, it is clearly written there, and I remembered us being trained. And so when it came to 2023, I told myself, if an organization that trained me on how to upload results to the back server gave me a manual that specified how to do that, could come to court and said a back server never existed, that organization is not worth trusting. And I did not volunteer again. Hmm. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for calling and and sharing. Wow. All right. Let me take a look at more messages we've got here. Uh, This one says, this is from Comrade Daniel. Comrade Daniel says, um, EU is speaking for LP. They're just following LP obnoxious, derogatory and sentimental thoughts on the 2023 um, general election. Just to preempt the election tribunal judgment, EU cannot adjudicate for us as a sovereign state. Therefore, their sense of judgment on the election does not hold water. Okay. Comrade Daniel, thank you for your message. We've got uh, Jeremiah from Mainland who says, the report captured what transpired in the last elections. What else? Those who love evil should keep defending evil. I hope it will not boomerang on them. Alright. Thanks for your message. 99.3 Hello. Sorry about that. Call us back if you can. The numbers to call are 0700-993-993-993-014657190. What do you think of INEX handling of the project management aspect of the elections? How did they handle continuous voter uh, registration? How did they handle PVC collection? Um, did the ad hoc staff you interacted with at your own polling unit seem properly trained? How rampant was vote buy-in? Did INEC fail to regulate campaign finance? These are all the things that um, the report from um, the EU has touched on. So for two weeks now, we've been looking at that report stage by stage. We've spoken to civil society organizations. We've spoken to the APC who disagrees with it. Now we're speaking with you um, as we go through the report um, 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 step by step together. 99.3, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? I'm um, Mr. Eze, calling from Moe. Mr. Eze from Moe, welcome. Talk to me. Yeah, what I just want to say about the report is that whether the report, whether some people have said the report or not, all of us are good with the same market. Whether evil or bad, we are all the same in the same show. We don't know whatever we say, we just, I believe, we take it like that. That's what I told you. The only problem, the only problem is to the last goal in this country. Hmm. You refuse. That's the option. The, the only problem... <laughs> Did I hear him correctly? I'm going to pretend I didn't hear him correctly. Let me tell you how you can win some money. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you and I are taking a look at the report from the EU after they observed Nigeria's elections. And I want us to talk about what the report says about the media. Mm-hmm. It also had things to say about the media. It says that the media suffer it violence and the violent take it by force. <laughs> the report says... That in seven states, 
media practitioners were assaulted on election day, including here in Lagos. Also, it says that in two states, police arrested media people for no good reason. It says the EU confirmed 10 separate election day incidents where journalists were attacked in the presence of police. It claims that the police did not act or instead arrested a journalist for documenting irregularities. That's what the report is saying. The report recommends that the media's freedom of expression should be protected during election season. The report doesn't end there. The report says that even though our constitution guarantees freedom of the press and freedom of expression, many of our laws actually contradict the constitution there. So, for example, this report claims that the government was using laws to silence the media. Specifically, it mentions the Penal Code alongside the Cyber Crimes Act and Official Secrets Act. The report also had some very strong words for the NBC, my regulator. It says, quote, several NBC decisions made during the campaign and after both election days hampered freedom of the media, while also attesting to a much needed reform of the regulator. Just before the start of the campaign in August 2022, only a court injunction stopped the NBC from revoking 53 broadcasting licenses on vague grounds. During the campaign, the NBC disproportionately penalized two national TV stations for live broadcasts, during which APC and PDP officials used inflammatory language. After 25 February elections and the regulator fined 25 and after 18 March elections, 15 radio and TV stations for ill-interpreted breaches of campaign coverage rules. In early April, the NBC swiftly responded to an APC complaint qualifying a live interview with the LP vice presidential candidate as volatile and capable of inciting public disorder and enforced a maximum possible fine on the respective TV channel. In all cases, NBC did not allow for due process as broadcasters were not given a chance to explain themselves, end quote. That's what the report says. This report also talks about how the NBC leadership is picked. Because remember that the report says the same thing about INEC. We talked about this one last week, if you remember. Um, this this uh, report basically says that it is not a good idea to let the president pick the leaders of these bodies, since these bodies are supposed to be neutral. Or at least according to the report, there should be some independent mechanism to shortlist independent candidates uh, uh, for the president to choose from. And then the report also says that there needs to be more independence. Let me read what it says. It says, quote, with no security of tenure for the management and the minister being legally empowered to direct the NBC, the regulator is highly vulnerable to political pressure, end quote. So those are some of the points that um, the report made about the media environment during the campaign and during elections. So that's for media. Right. But this report also had words um, for 
other uh, sectors, right, of government. So we've talked about media. Now let's talk about the recommendations that this report had for INEC. Now, of course, we can't go through all of them because there are plenty, but here are a couple or a couple of the big ones, right? For voter registration, the report mentions young people who turned 18 after registration ended, but before the election. Under the current system, those young people couldn't register to vote. So uh, that's, of course, because um, under the law, you need to be 18 at the time of registration. So this uh, report is recommending that we change that rule and allow 17-year-olds to register if they will turn 18 before election day. What do you think? Do you agree with that? This report is recommending that for those who will turn 18 before the election day, and so they cannot register um, because under Nigerian law, you can't register to vote except you're 18. If they are 17, but they'll be 18 by the time election happens, let them register. That's what this report is recommending. Do you agree? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Then there's the issue of the voter register itself. Because remember, the, uh, we did the exercise where INEC published the register. People could check for their names on the register. Uh, people were seeing small picking picture inside the register. If you remember, were all of those small pickings removed from the register? We don't know. Because uh, I remember during those elections, we had a commissioner of police uh, on TV saying at the time, "Well, how can you?" know that the people we saw in lines to vote were actually children you know so were those pictures all removed from the register we don't know where all those uh, what what percentage of bad records remain in the register after cleanup we don't know uh, this re- this report is recommending an external audit of the voters register they're basically asking INEC to allow third parties to come and scrutinize the entire register and publicly point out where the irregularities are. Do you think that that's a good idea? Should INEC open up its register for independent audits? Should 16 and 17-year-olds who will turn 18 by election day be allowed to register to vote? Those are my two questions for you. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And of course, we're streaming live on Facebook and you can share your thoughts there. Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. 99.3, Hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling, sir. Let me go, let me go. Okay, sorry, my radio was so I have turned it off. Yes. I think if we want to go by the rules, mm-hmm. then we should stick with the rules. Okay. You cannot be saying that at 18 you can vote. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, this is those people that will turn 18 by the time the voting takes place. Mm. You know, that's a misnomer. Okay. So I, I think... You know, of course, it cannot be on any side of any person. It is for everybody. That law covers both APC, PDP, and whosoever is engaged in that election. Right. Because I want to believe that they will have, you know, uh, uh, voters, you know, that will be turning 18 at the time of the election. Right. But I don't see any reason why any person should go against that. Then secondly, on the issue of transparency mm-hmm. and ensuring that 
those people that are minors, mm-hmm. you know, they are removed from the register. In that case, subjected their INEC register to scrutiny by independent uh, persons mm-hmm. or independent bodies. That also goes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't see any way or any reason why any party to go against that. So I, I think that is my point. The point is that those recommendations by, you know, by EU are quite in order. As far as I'm concerned, I think every renewable person should agree with that. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Oh, today is my lucky day. It is. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? My name is Shile. I'm calling from Corridor. Shile, talk to me. Oh, okay. With respect to the, you know, the age part, Mm -hmm. people turning 18 at the time of election, Mm -hmm. I I, I, I think Kynex should actually adopt that because... When you do that, you know, you, you won't disenfranchise these guys that turn 18 and all. Right. But the problem I have with that is that, you know, we don't, you know where there's no record, where there's no record, it becomes a problem. Actually, you know, uh, ascertaining people's age, then you will see people that are 14, will tell you that they are 18. But, but then we have to look at the better side of it, and that's the right thing to be done. Mm. With respect to scrutiny of uh, INEX uh, record. I think uh, the EU is trying to give uh, INEC one uh, AK-47 and ask INEC to shoot themselves by the head. I'm sure <laughs> they will never ever do that because they know, as a matter of fact, what has been done during uh, the the the, Clean up the election with respect to uh, all these uh, underage voters and the rest. But then, if you want to be transparent, that's the way to go. Bring out a record. Let's look at it together. Let an independent person or independent body look at it, scrutinize it, and let's know that, okay, we are having the right register and proper, you know, numbers of persons that should vote. But I'm not, you know, you know, the thing is, they are not just interested in it. I don't think they'll be interested, honestly. <laughs> Shile. Oh, sorry about that, Shile. Thank you very much for calling. We've got messages uh, on WhatsApp. This one is from Omale. Omale says, my greatest pain was when coalition was going on at INEC headquarters, Dino Melaye was asking Mahmoud, why are the election tra- results not transmitted? And the chairman could not say anything. Emmanuel from Shangotedo says, according to the European Union, Union observers report Nigeria's 2023 presidential election was truly not great for democracy. And for INEC, hmm, all right, we've got this one here from, you didn't leave your name, but you say, I'm in support of registering anyone who will turn 18 years old at the time of election. INEC can request for the birth certificate of such individuals before registering them, okay? Uh, none of these underage children registered was removed, though. I did my youth search in one of the northern states and I acted at as uh, rate CSS. Sandra, you need to be there to see what happened. Hmm. Sandra Chai, I am really ashamed on behalf of INEC just because just imagine the way the recommendations from EU were well spelt out. These things are not rocket science. It's just that some people are unwilling to do the right thing. I agree 100% with all the recommendations you read out. I cannot speak for all, but the ones I heard you read out 100% spot on Val from Aguda with that message there. We've got uh, Sony from Okota who says Nigerian laws are very
very rigid and our leaders are not dynamic in their approach. The EU recommendation on those who will turn 18 to be registered in between is spot on. But in our usual way of playing politics of bitterness, nothing will be done about it. Well, at the end of the day, in our recommendation and recommendation and recommendation, you know, <laughs> uh, recommendations, y- y- you're free to recommend your recommend. I'm free to ignore your recommendation. That's how these, these things work. Um, I have to bring you information about how you can make some money for yourself. But before that, I'm going to play a video for you. Uh, well, an audio really for you. And I need you to listen to the story that this professional is telling in this audio because that's what we'll talk about on the Step Down today. Step Down today from 6.15. We'll talk about this situation. Do you think that this was fraud? The professional in this story claims that she was defrauded, but uh, people disagree with her that she was defrauded. So listen to what um, what transpired here. Let me tell you guys my experience of getting scammed by a bride. So a while ago, my friend shared my business thing on her story and apparently the said bride saw my work, loved it and sent me a DM. And this lady tells me that she would like to book a session for an event she has coming up and wants to know my rate. I responded and I sent her my rate card, then politely asked what occasion the makeup was for and if she would like to book the home service or studio working session. She requested for the home service session and made full payment which I thought was quite impressive for a first-time client. On a D-Day, I booked a ride and I got to her place with the directions that she gave me. I set up my work too and started the session. It was from this point that the situation started to get tricky. Now, there were four people in the room with me. The bride, side note. At this point, I had no idea she was the bride, her sister, and her two friends. The sister was playing on an off-camera woman and the friends were seriously guarding the entrance front door, which was weird. And it was at this point that the red flag should have started going off in my head. But I thought, it wasn't that deep. I'm just here to do my job and leave afterwards. By the time I'm almost done and doing the final touches, this old grandma comes down from the stairs and calls her bride in their language. Side note. I'm guessing the grandma was the only family member they didn't give proper orientation on their scam to makeup artist plan because at this point it looked like the entire family and friends were in on the plan. So I paused and I said to the girl, are you the bride for the occasion? And she starts acting hurriedly like she needs to leave immediately and looks at me dead in the eye and said, yes I am. And I said, why didn't you tell me this was a bridal job? She starts stuttering and goes like this, um, I didn't know. It's the same thing, right? Makeup is makeup. No, ma'am, it's not. Before I could even finish saying those words, she hurriedly stood up and left to change. Her sisters and friends were already dressed up and were all waiting on her. Then I overheard the bride saying, Pigeon, let her keep standing there. When she's tired, she will leave. You guys, I stood there in utter shock. I couldn't believe my eyes and my ears. Wondering how this person that seems sweet and kind could pull such malicious plan on me. Eventually, I packed my tools, booked a ride and headed home. Malicious, she says. Do you agree with her that she was scammed? She says that she was booked to come and do home service. She was paid in full. But when she got there, by the time she was done with the makeup, she realized that she was doing makeup on a bride. And so she put this out on social media and and says that the bride scammed her. When this got out on social media, it divided people. So you had those on the one side saying, yes, she was scammed. You have those on the other side saying, no, she wasn't scammed. 
she was invited for home service and she was paid in full. Um, you know, so why does telling her what the home service was for or would be for change the uh, change anything, you know? And then you had makeup artists coming out to say, well, bridal makeup is more expensive than regular makeup. And then you had those who answered that and said, well, she didn't ask for bridal makeup. She asked for makeup home service. So why is she coming out to say that she has been scammed? This conversation will have it on the other side of six, six o'clock. From 6.15, we'll talk about this. Let's bring you information that will help you win some money. Yes.